God bless you and thank you for joining the Liberty Christian Church International broadcast. I greet you with Jesus' joy 
Thank you, Lord, for bringing us yet to another moment that we can bless your name. My name is Pastor Lewis Johnson. Let's show for the Lord and worship. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We give you praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. Your praises shall continually be in our mouth. You own the cattle on a thousand hills. Heaven and earth belongs to you. You are the God that's more than enough. You are the God that brings us out of our sin. You are the God that's able to regulate our mindset. You are the God that heals sickness and disease. And so today, we bless you. We honor you. We praise you. There is none like you in heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Blessings, glory, and honor. Power be unto you, O King of kings, O Ancient of days. We declare today that no weapon that is formed against us will be able to prosper. Begin to throw some things under your feet. Whatever the enemy sent to your life, we put it under our feet right now. No weapon that is formed. We declare that it is a lie. We return it to the sender now. Sickness is a lie. Cancer is a lie. High blood pressure is a lie. We return it now to the gates of hell. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you and we honor you. We praise you that you're causing our feet to be established and wherever our feet shall tread, we possess the land. Father God, today in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would bring forth revival. We pray that you would bring forth healing. We pray that you would bring forth liberation. We pray that you would bring forth restoration and resuscitation. In Jesus' name, we confess our faults before you. You are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Call revival to fall in every nation, every nationality, every ethnicity. Let them experience the power of the Almighty God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you would cause us, Lord God, to say yes to your will and yes to your way to surrender to you in these moments of frustration, irritation, and anger. We lift our hands and say yes to your will. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would move in the hospitals, that you would move in the jail cells, that you would move, Lord God, hallelujah, all across this earth and all across this nation. I pray now that you would move in the White House, move in the Senate, move in Congress, Move in the House of Representatives. Move in every town, in every hamlet, every city, in every state, every zip code, and every area code. In the name of Jesus, I pray now that the power of God would be released, that the anointing would destroy every single yoke that's trying to entangle us in this moment. I come against the spirit of hatred. I come against the spirit of racism. I come against the spirit of disunity. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that your people would cry out, that they would spare not, that they would lift up their voices like trumpets in Zion, that today is the day to bless you. Today is the day to seek the face of God. Today is the day to call upon the name of Jesus, such as should be saved. Father, save. I praise you now, Lord God, that you're causing somebody to go down in the water and be baptized. You're causing somebody to be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. We praise you, Lord God, that you are not you are not uh, uh, relegated to ethnicities and race, but God, Father, you, you've called all of us to be saved, set free, and delivered. Lord, I pray now for this service that you would bless those that are linked in via social media. I pray, Lord God, that those that are linked in would experience a great overflow of the glory of God, the Shekinah, hallelujah, and the Kabbah, the glory, the powerful, thick presence of the Almighty God. I praise you that you would hit them right there where they sit. I pray, Lord God, that you would, oh God, cover those that are in leadership and those that are in authority. Bless our pastor today, Pastor Tom and those that are linked into the Liberty Christian Church International. Thank you, Lord God, that your blood covers us, that your angels are yet camping around about us because all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and to them who are the called according to your purpose. Let love go forth before us today. 
Let love shine. Let love, oh God, emanate through us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're so careful. We're so careful to honor you and to praise you and to give your name the thanks that you deserve. Let your will be done in the service today. Bring forth the word of God with boldness, clarity, wisdom, and understanding. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we do pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank God. God bless you. Stay tuned for more ministry. Get back just a little bit for some old school church. Come on and put your hands on it. Mm, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified. Bring me forever.
Yeah.
Hallelujah. 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 We just worship you, God. We magnify your name, oh God. We bless your name, God, like never before, God. And as this moment of our service, all the prequel stuff has been taken care of. We have prayed. We offered up our sacrifice to you, God. We gave you our singing offering, oh God. And God, as today comes, this day like that we have never seen before, this day that is like none other, this day that you had etched from the foundation of this world, this day, this time, and this moment that you set aside for your people to come into alignment and an agreement with your will, your purpose, and your plan, oh God. God, we count it not lightly that we have these opportunities afforded to us. A time to simply say that you are Lord of Lord and King of Kings, that you are Alpha and Omega, that you are our beginning and our end, that God, you know our name. You said you knew every hair on our head, that you numbered it. That God, that you said that you would never leave us nor forsake us, but you also said, let us make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So God, this morning we make our joyful noise unto you. Yes, we have problems. Yes, we have trials. Yes, we have issues. Yes, we have situations. But this morning, at this moment, and at this time, we make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Your word, your will, your purpose, and your plan is what we chase after. So God, right now, first and foremost, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, sins of our mind, sins of our thoughts, sins of our deeds, and sins of our actions. We ask you, God, to cast those sins into the sea of forgetfulness, oh God, never to be remembered again. And God, in the midst of all of that, we come to you with a repentant heart. And because you said that you are faithful and just to forgive us, we believe, God, that you receive our heart's repentance. For your word declares that you look at man's heart even while man looks at the outward appearance. So God, across this world, across this nation, across this place, God, you know our hearts. You know our spirit. You know our mind. So God, have your way today like never before. Change lives. Deliver your people. Set us free from bondage. Set us free from oppression. Set us free from even our own thoughts and our minds. God, we give you all glory. We give you all power. And God, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of the climate of our nation here in the United States, we believe that you're still God and you still sit high and look low. That God, that you hear the petitions of your people. God, that you love your people. Why do we know that? Because your word said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So God, on this day, we thank you for that love. We thank you for the love of one another. We thank you for mending broken pieces. 
We thank you for mending hurt hearts. And God, we simply say, thank you. Now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You, Lord, are my strength and my redeemer. God, hide me behind the cross right now so that your people will see none of me, but they'll see all of thee. God, I give you glory. Use my mouth, use my tongue, use my hands, use my eyes. Use me as a vessel for you. Break me down and build me back up in your image and in your likeness. And God, I give you nothing but glory and I give you nothing but praise. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. The name that is above all other names, the name that the Bible said is a strong tower and the righteous shall run in it to be saved. The name that the Bible says that demons tremble and flee at the name of Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So draw us unto you right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. And while the music is still playing, lift up your Bibles, your cell phones, whatever it may be. And hear and repeat after me. We're going to make our Bible declaration. And we're going to get to some word. But repeat after me, Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God therefore my mind is alert my heart is receptive I will not be distracted but I will hear what thus saith the Lord in Jesus name amen 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 so about three or four weeks ago we started this series called desire more desiring more of the Holy Spirit, desiring more of his presence, desiring more of who God has called you to be, desiring more of his plan for your life, desiring more of just what he said about you. And in this process and in this plan, we've dealt with a couple of different weeks and a couple of different things. I promise you today we won't be before you long. It is communion Sunday, so we're going to partake in communion. Just my little disclaimer real quick. But this morning, I really want to talk to last week, before I even get to this morning, last week we dealt with Pentecost Sunday and uh, fill me up, this, this topic, this expression of fill me up from the Holy Spirit. So this morning I want to step it a little bit further. How many people listening to me, how many people that are uh, partaking in this service enjoy putting on a brand new outfit, enjoy going to the store, getting all dressed up, some new shoes, some new clothes, some new jeans, some new socks, a new shirt, a, a, a brand new outfit for you. When you put on this outfit, we get into a place where it makes us feel good. Now, last week when we dealt with uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, I talked to you about how the indwelling of the Holy Spirit gave us power. But this morning, I want to go a step further and talk to you about being spirit 
clothed, being spirit clothed, putting on the Holy Spirit, not just on the inside of you, but on the outside of you, on your outside makeup, making sure that when people see you, when people talk to you, that what they see on the outside is in the image and in the likeness of God. Now, this scripture this morning that we're going to talk about, I've preached plenty of times from this subject. I've preached plenty of times from this text. But this morning, I really want you to be empowered and spirit clothed. Somebody say spirit clothed. So this morning, if we open up our Bibles to Galatians, the fifth chapter, looking at the 16th through the 23rd verse, Galatians, the fourth chapter of the fifth chapter, looking at the uh, 16th through the 23rd verse. And it reads as this. It reads like this. And I'm going to bring it up on the screen. And it says this. Uh, amen. Hold on for one second. We we going to make sure we get make sure you see this just the way that it should look. And it says this. But I say to you, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. It goes on to say this in verse number 18. But if you are led by the what? By the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are what? Immorality. Impurity, sexuality, idolatry, sorcery, emanates, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, and and factions. It goes on to say this in verse number 21, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit, what? The kingdom of God. Verse number 22 says this, but the fruit of the Spirit, somebody say fruit, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. I want to read that last two because I know the evil stuff that we, we already know what that is. But verse number 22 says this again, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things, there is no law. Now, the word of the Lord is already blessed, and we know, and as we jump into this subject and this talk about this simple phrase, spirit clothed, I need you to get into a mindset right now that we're going to put away some things out of our life, get rid of some things out of our life, get rid of some practices, get rid of some mindsets, get rid of some opportunities that we may have uh, dealt with in our life before, and we're going to be clothed in a brand new outfit. If if you were in church and we were sitting next to a bunch of people, I turn tell you turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's time for a new outfit. It's time to wear something different. It's time to look different than what I've looked like before. And I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, stop right here and parenthetically and put this at this place we are as a country and as a nation. This country has been wearing the same old outfit year after year, time after time, season after season. We 
we go through the same thing over and over again. But I want to prophetically, prophetically declare that it's time for a new outfit. It's time for some people of righteousness to stand up. It's time for some new mindsets concerning some different things. It's time for a, a system where we are favored as a black race. It's time for a system where we're understood as black people. It's time for us the, the racism to stop. It's time for the oppression to stop. It's time for a lot of things to be changed in the way that it looks. So it's time for this country to put to be spirit clothed. We know that this country was stated that it was founded and, and it was put on in the presence. It's supposed to be established as a country under God, one nation under God. We say that in the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. We see that in the Constitution. We see that in the Bill of Rights that we were supposed to be a nation under God. But for some reason, the outfit that was put on did not resemble the life of Jesus Christ. Who am I talking to right now? This outfit that we put on and that we wore does not look like what Jesus Christ was in the earth. It does not resemble his gentleness, his self-control. It does not resemble the joy and the peace or the love that he portrayed. It does not resemble the patience and the kindness or the goodness of our Savior Jesus Christ. It does not deal with when Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was broken down, you picked me up. It did not resemble when it, the Bible says that I'll be a father to the fatherless or a mother to the motherless. The, the, this country that we're in has not resembled the outfit of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm preaching right now and I haven't even gotten into this thing. But I need you to hear that from this moment on, I'm here to declare that with every breath of my body, every being that I am, that I'm ready to reclose this nation, this country, the way that systemic stuff has happened. I'm ready to tear down the old outfits and put on something new. Somebody say, I'm ready. And I'm asking you and I'm challenging you to walk with me as we begin to change the narrative of what we look like. I, I, I know that some people thought when I said uh, uh, putting on a new outfit, I simply meant putting on some Louis Vuitton or putting on some Gucci. But no, I'm talking about putting on the spirit of God in our daily life, putting on the spirit of God in all that we do, putting on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, putting on love, putting on joy, putting on peace, putting on patience when we're dealing with one another, whether it's black on black, whether it's black on white, whether it's white on white, whatever it may be, I'm talking about putting on a new outfit with how we're dealing with somebody. I'm ready to preach this thing this morning because I'm tired of us walking around looking like the enemy. We have for so long walked around looking and portraying like we had to kill, steal, and destroy. But the Bible says that Jesus, what? Came that I might have life and have that more abundantly. So now I got to change my outfit. And if I was empowered last week by the Holy Spirit, I got to put on something new. I can't keep walking around with the same clothes on looking for a new experience. I got to change the wineskins if I'm putting new wine in the bottle. I got to change the wineskins because that old wine got us to this place where we're at today, where a man named George Floyd was killed senselessly, where Sandra Bland was killed senselessly, where uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery was killed senselessly, where we see systemic things happening, but the other side does not see the plight. The other side says status quo is okay. 
But this morning, I'm here to tell you that we cannot operate in status quo. Our communication has to change. Our, our, the way we function and operate as a society, if we are a people of God, then we must change the way we direct things. We must become the church. And I'm talking to those that, are, that say they are part of the body of Christ. We must become the church that stands on the hill, that stands with the standard, that says, not on my watch. When do we become the church that doesn't just praise on Sunday, but begins to empower on Monday, that begins to direct lives on, on Tuesday, that changes the direction of our kids, that stops the hatred that we see, that begins to speak out when we deal with the oppression? Not just the oppression from a human figure, but the oppression of the enemy, Satan, the, the ruler of this world, the enemy. When do we stop the oppression of Satan? When do we stop and stand up for ourselves and stop saying, I'm bound by these certain sins. I'm bound by these things in my life. I'm bound by the hatred, by the envy, by the idolatry. I'm bound by these things. When do we change our outfits? So my question to you this morning, are you ready to go shopping? Are you ready for a new experience? Are you ready to go into heaven's open doors, open cell, and say, God, fit me with the outfit that you have for me. Fit me with love. Fit me with joy. Fit me with peace. Fit me with patience. Fit me with kindness. Fit me with goodness. Fit me with faithfulness because I haven't been wearing my right outfit for a long time. And if you've ever been fitted more than once in your life, you know your, child, your, your size changes. You may have been one way when you first came to the kingdom. But because you've got comfortable, you ate good, you ate of the fat of the land that you forgot to read, look and reevaluate how you look. See, in the Bible, we I'm going to get to text in a second. But in the Bible, we see plenty of times where the Pharisees and the Sadducees look one certain way, but the way that they were really outfitted was against the will of God, was against the purpose of God, was against the plan of God, was covered where they remained in the law. But the Bible says, we just saw it where it says that we are no longer under the law. That, mean, that does not mean that we don't obey the law or attempt to obey the law, but we are not bound to the penalty of the law. Because of Jesus saving grace. But this morning, I really want to deal with a couple of things. Because in order to function and live and be clothed in something new, there are some things that we got to do. And right now, you see on your screen that there is something right now that says, that has a blank, that says blank by the Spirit. The blank, the blank of the blank. And it goes back to Galatians 5 and 16. But how are we supposed to operate and be clothed by the Spirit? Well, the first thing that we have to do is simply this. We have to walk by the Spirit. Somebody say walk. We got to walk by the spirit of God. We got to walk and emulate. When I walk, I, I, I put a swagger on when I walk. I got to look a certain way when I walk. And when I'm walking by the spirit, I take on that same nature because I'm a child of God. I'm created in his image and in his likeness. I'm created for good works. So when I walk by the spirit, that means I'm created to empower. I'm created to bring joy. I'm created to bring love. I'm 
created to bring righteousness. I'm created to bring patience. See, somebody missed what I just said. Because of what I'm clothed in, if I'm created in his image and in his likeness, and I'm walking by the spirit, that simply means that I'm walking by his word. I'm walking in his life. Because Galatians 5 and 16 says what? So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Oh, who am I talking to right now? There, there, there are many of us who enjoy walking in the flesh, walking in the flesh and in the way that, that we've gotten used to, that the way that we've grown, the way that we have envisioned things, we've walked in that spirit. But the Bible says, walk by the spirit. That means my spirit and my flesh don't agree, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Because my, if I'm walking in the spirit, I'm walking in the way that he who created me uh, designed for me to walk. I'm not walking the way that I used to walk. I'm not talking the way that I used to talk. But if I'm walking by the, by the spirit, I will not gratify the desires of the flesh. But we heard with the desire of the flesh, but I'm going to get back to it in a second. But not only that, the, 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 we walk by the spirit of God so that the work of what? The work of the spirit. The, the work of becoming by the spirit of God, the work of becoming. So now if I'm walking by the spirit, I'm changing what I'm used to doing. I'm changing how I used to respond. I'm changing and I'm becoming more like God instead of walking the way that I used to walk when I was in the world. You know, everybody has that nature where, and, and well, I can only speak for me, where I used to fight. You, you said too much to me. I was ready to put these up. I was ready to put these in the physical. It took me a point to get to that place. It took being bullied. It took being pushed. It took being hit where I really realized the power that I possessed inside. Why am I saying this? Because so many of us walk in the flesh and don't understand the power that we possess on the inside. And a lot of times, the more the enemy pushes, we push back with the wrong thing. The more the enemy tells us we aren't, the more we buy into that we aren't. But when you get into walking by the spirit and you know what God says about you and you know who God said you should be, you begin to change the way you walk. You begin to change the way you look. You begin to see yourself in a different light. So the work begins to start once the moment you begin to walk in the spirit, because now I'm separating what what whatever. Everyone else thinks I should be. And now I'm walking in the way that God said I should walk. And not only that, we, we didn't do this. We blank by the spirit and the blank. But the Bible says in Galatians 5 and 18, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led by the spirit, if you are, if you are one with what God called you to be, you are not bound by the law. You are not under the law. I obey the law. Yes, I obey the law. The law says thou shalt not murder. I'm not going to murder. Thou shalt not steal. I'm not going to steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. I'm not committing adultery. Thou shalt not fornicate. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not do all these other things. And I have to walk uh, according to his word. Because if I don't walk, then I'm living that life that's pleasing to my flesh and not pleasing to God. Somebody say, I got to change the way that I walk. I got to change the way that I walk. Why? Because this. 
Because I'm in the position and in the place of being led by the Spirit. Anybody ever played uh, 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 Lead the Blind Man? Where the person at the front would have a blindfold or the person in the front did not have the blindfold on, but the person behind you had the blindfold on and you just led them along the way and they had to be comfortable enough to go wherever you led them to. And the person was out when they opened up their eyes. If they opened up their eyes while you were leading them because they got scared, they were out and you moved on to the next person, but they got out. A lot of times, this is how we are in life. God, I don't see what you're doing for me, so I'm going to step back and I'm going to open up my eyes and try to decide what you got for me. I'm try to decide how you're trying to lead me. I got to try to decide what you're going to do for me. But God said, when are you going to allow me to navigate your life? When are you going to allow me to be the GPS in your system? When are you going to allow me to take full control and you become the co-pilot and let me pilot your life? When are you going to allow your, my spirit to be what leads you? The, the spirit leads, the spirit guides, the spirit brings into our remembrance of all things. We talked last week that the Holy Spirit came to be your comforter. Yeah, he, he came to, to, to make sure you are right. But in another uh, translation, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, which is your guide. We missed that part. Not, not, he's not in the co-pilot seat. He's in the, he's in the main seat. We're in the co-pilot seat. So if we allow him to guide our life, then we see a better result. If we allow him to have full reign over our life, we see a better result for our life. How many people can testify and say, when I tried to run my life myself, when I tried to be the pilot, the co-pilot, the navigator, when I tried to come up with the direction, I always ended nine times out of ten right back in the same place I started or three steps back. But, but, but when I allowed God to begin to work on me, when I allowed his Holy Spirit begin to begin to take control over me, I begin to see myself move forward. It may not be the way that you want it. It may not be the way that you want it. But the way that God is progressing me and moving me, I'm standing on his word and I'm waiting in amazement to see where we can go. So I have to be led by the Spirit. Why? Not only that, because the journey of discovering comes be by being led by the Spirit. I'm on a journey. How many people still don't know who they are in life? Know what they want to be in life? You tried this area and that didn't satisfy you. You tried that area, you didn't sa it didn't satisfy you. You tried to be the club person, the club didn't satisfy you. You tried to be the one who, 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 who had the millions of dollars, but that didn't satisfy you. You tried being the one who was GQ over here, you had the ebony model over here, but that didn't satisfy you. You tried to be everything that everybody else thought you should be and that was not satisfying, but once you got into a place of saying, God, I surrender all, all to thee, I surrender all to thee, I freely give. When God got to the place of telling you, I know your name. And he said, I called you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. I called you and appointed you righteousness. I called and appointed you to have certain things equipped on the inside. Once you begin to accept that, once you begin to understand that you were no longer getting a temporary fix, you began to be filled with your amazement, the journey of discovering. Anybody ever been on a journey and you said, God, you, I know for the kids, the, the kids love to play video games and on those video games,
waves. They love to go on journeys to see what they can do. I'm talking to the kids right now. Uh, when you play Fortnite, there's a little chess that has so much uh, stuff, treasures in that chest. And you like to find these chests. Now, there are different chests in Fortnite. There's a gold chest. There's the brown chest. But what's in the gold chest is different than, is more valuable than the brown chest. But you don't just get complacent with finding one brown chest. Oh, I'm coming down somebody street. You gotta go seek the gold chest because the gold chest had more value. But if you're not led in the right direction, You'll keep running around in the same circle looking for that same gold chest that's over here. But the same thing happens in the body of Christ that when you get to a place, when you get to a mindset, when you get to an understanding that I'm being led by the spirit of God, I'm not just going to settle for status quo in my life. I'm not just going to settle for what the enemy throws at me in my life. I'm not going to settle for what everybody else tells me I'm only supposed to seek after in my life life. I want to be led by the spirit because in the spirit I'm discovering who I am. In the spirit I'm discovering who I can be. In the spirit I'm understanding that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. In the spirit I'm deciding and understanding that heaven's doors and windows are open for my life. But if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law. The law of what? I'm not under the law of poverty. I'm not under the law of racism. I'm not under the law of burdens. I'm not under the law of being uh, 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 sickly. I can speak healing and declare that I'm healed. I can speak favor and declare that I got favor. I can speak it into existence. The Bible says what? Speak those things that are not as though they were. So I have the opportunity to change who I am, change the narrative of my life. Because if I'm led by the spirit, the journey of discovering is greater than the journey that I've already been on. I can go back and give testimony after testimony. So can you. If you looked at your neighbor right now, you could tell your neighbor, I don't look like what I've been through. But who I am right now and on this journey that I am on right now, God has something greater for me. I can, I just feel it. I, I dare somebody just open up their mouth and say, I feel feel it. I feel it on the inside of me where the spirit of God is leading me. I feel it stirring up on the inside of me. I, I don't know where it might take me. It might take me overseas. It might take me to Africa. It might take me to Asia, but the spirit of God is moving in this journey. I'm ready to take over. I'm ready to jump on. I'm ready. I got my passport. My passport is the Holy Spirit. I got my boarding, I got my boarding papers, my relationship with Jesus Christ and where we going is going to end up in the presence of God. Somebody say, I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm just about done this morning. But not only that, to be led by the Spirit for the journey of discovering. But then I look at this in Galatians 5 and 25. It says, since we live by the Spirit, guess what? Let us keep step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, we got to keep in step with the Spirit. Anybody ever go for a walk and you go for a walk in a big group and there's some people that's all the way ahead? When I was in the military, I'll give you an example. When I was in the military and we used to do our PT run, our captain or whoever was the platoon leader 
took off running out in front of us. And those could keep pace with him never lost sight of the captain. Never lost sight of him. You never got past him because he was generally the fastest person out of everybody. But and he, had been, he had been trained for the endurance. Oh, I'm coming down somebody's street. You missed what I just said. The captain was trained for the run. Now, when I first got to the military, I couldn't keep up with the captain. I was at the back of the pack. But there was something on the inside of me that said, you're not... I built you better than the back of the pack. I built you better than where you've been. I built you better than all you think you're capable of. But if you begin to abide in me, if you begin to push, if you begin to practice, if you begin to exercise, if you begin to get in right relationship, I'll move you from the back of the pack to the front of the pack. Why is he at the front of the pack? Because he had the determination. And who did I come to talk to this morning? Because your spirit clothed, it's time for you to come from the back of the pack. It's time for you to get trained. It's time for you to stop living a mediocre life. It's time for you to come out from amongst them. Why are you at the back of the pack when you're saying you're looking like the image of God? Why are you at the back of the pack when you're saying I'm created in his image and in his likeness? Why are you allowing the world to lead the pack when it should be you? Somebody say it's time for me to change. It's time for me to come from the back to the front. It's time for me to be spirit clothed so I can look like him who leads me. It's time to change what I've been doing. I can no longer operate in mediocrity. I can no longer operate like I'm less than. I dare you look at yourself right now. I don't even need you to turn to somebody else. I dare you look at yourself right now and say, I'm tired of living mediocre. I'm tired of living mediocre. I'm tired of being at the back of the pack. I'm tired. I need a new regime. I need a new exercise. I got to build up some strength. I got to build up some power. I got to build up some authority because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. It's time for me to come out from amongst them. It's time for me to take my place. It's time for me to stand up for what I believe, for who I am, who God created me to be. It's time for me to be spirit clothed because not only that, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Why? Because this, you have to live by the spirit. You live by it. You live by that. In him I live, I move, and I have my being. Why? Because now if I'm in him and I live and I move, I have my being, I get the joy of being. I get the joy of simply right relationship. I get simply the joy of, of being an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. I get the benefit of being the prodigal son who has returned to his father and the father gave him a robe and a ring and had a feast for him. The joy of being 
being and living by the spirit gets you into a place and a posture and a standpoint of I'm receiving my royalty. I'm receiving my wealth. I'm receiving what God has for me. And when I get to this place, when I get to this mindset, when I get to this understanding that no, I'm not like they used to be. I'm not created in their image. Yeah, they talked about me. Yes, some people say that I was too big. Some people say I'm too small. Some people say you're this and you're that. But when I'm living by the spirit, my joy is simply in being who he called me to be. Yeah, you're not going to like it. You may not even understand it. But who am I at this moment? I look like Jesus because I'm living by the spirit. And so now that I'm living by the spirit, I need to keep in step with the spirit. So everything that the spirit does, everything that the spirit says, I follow in line with it. Why? Because in Isaiah, the fifth chapter, the first through the seventh verse, and I'm just about done. It says this. Let me sing now for my well-beloved a song of my beloved concerning his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill. He dug it all around, removed his stones, and did what? He planted it with the choicest vine. And he built a tower in the middle of it and also hewed out a wine vat in it. Then he expected it to produce good grapes, but it only produced worthless ones. Why? And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyards, my vineyards. What more was there to do for my vineyards that I have not done in it? Why, when I expected it to produce good grapes, did it produce worthless ones? So now let me tell you what I am going to do with my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and, we re and it will be consumed. I will break down its walls and it will become trampled ground. I will lay it waste. It will not be pruned or hoard or hold, but briars and thorns will come up. I will, I will charge the clouds to rain no rain on it. Verse number seven, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the men of Judah, his delightful plant. Thus he looked for justice, but behold, bloodshed for righteousness, but behold, a cry of distress. He was moment. He was talking about the relationship that he had, that, that he gave Israel everything they needed. He built for them. He planted them in a place to prosper. He planted them in a place where he was looking out for them. He planted them with everything that they needed, but they did not do what was right. And because they did not do what was right, the promise came to the Gentiles. The promise came to, to those who were not considered the choice wine at the time. But he said, you know what? If they don't accept what I've done for them, if they don't see what I'm trying to clothe them with, I'm going to give it to somebody who wants it. I, I came by to talk to somebody real quick, and I'm just about done. I came by to tell you, see, you can have a great outfit on. You can have a great, uh, a, a great uh, 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 outfit that you you bought something
something great that you thought but there came there comes a time when that outfit no longer looks good to you and then you go do, you go donate it to somebody else you go give it to somebody else and when you gave it to somebody else they appreciated it more than what you do now they appreciated because they said thank you for bringing this to me I could not afford this when you go to the thrift store how many people ever been to a thrift store and seen some Gucci and Louis Vuitton in there and you seen something you like how could somebody get rid of this thing right here it barely looks like it's been worn it looks like it has never been touched but how could they get rid of it because somebody thought that it was old it was out of style it was outdated oh I'm coming down somebody's street real quick because you missed what I just said too many times in the body of Christ do people feel like it's old it's outdated and it's useless now but God said I'll take it to somebody who wants it I'll take it to a generation out there that has not heard of me I'll take it to a generation that's yearning for my power that's yearning for my love that's learning for my joy that's yearning for my peace that's yearning for my grace that's yearning for my mercy that's yearning for my joy in their life and I'll take it to them so I'm bringing the church out of the four walls of the building and bringing it to to the streets, to the captives, to those that are oppressed, to those that are broken, to those that are left behind. I'm bringing my salvation to them. I'm bringing it out of the mindsets of those who think they have a right to just have it and don't want to operate and function in my spirit, that don't want to get clothed by the spirit. I'm bringing my peace. I'm bringing my salvation and I'm bringing my grace to them. Why? Because they understand. There's a need to be spirit clothed. As we close out on this morning, too often do we not see the need to worship, the need to praise, the need to get in God's face on a consistent basis. We go shopping on Sunday morning. We put on a clothes Sunday to look good for other people. But Sunday after church, we take off those clothes and go back to wearing filthy rags. Because filthy rags, we've worn them for so long so they fit good. They fit a certain way. But because you put on the new clothes and it's not broken in yet, it feels a different way on your body. God said, I'm, I'm supposed to feel a different way on your body. I'm supposed to feel different than anything you've worn before. I'm supposed to be like nothing you've ever worn before. It's like eating off of gold instead of a paper plate. There's a different coating and a different texture. Yeah, paper plates serve fine. But when you want to sit before the king, the king says no more paper plates. I'm bringing gold into the atmosphere. There's no more, uh, uh, there's no more dirt because out of the coal, I produce diamonds. So he said, yeah, you might thought you was cold, but let me crack you open and show you how I can clothe you in diamonds. Let me show you how I can clothe you in majesty, how I can clothe you in righteousness, how I can make you an heir and a joint heir with me, with my son, so that you can sit before the throne, that you can stand before God in worship, that you can stand and change the outfit from filthy, dirty rags to being clothed in a white garment, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, I 
clothe you, the, the enemy clothe you in your heaviness, but I clothe you with praise to, so that you can praise your way through it. I clothe you with grace so you can come out of your sin. I clothe you with mercy so you can step beyond what the enemy bound you to. I clothe you with my favor so that even when they thought that you wasn't worthy of it, I can bring you to my place of protection. When they thought that you couldn't, didn't deserve it, I can bring you before me and say, this is my son. This is my daughter. This is my child. And because you're my child, you have rights. Because you're my child, I'm sending you to the tailor so I can tailor make an outfit for you that resembles me that nobody has ever seen. Somebody declare, I'm a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece. I'm, I'm clothed in his spirit. I'm clothed in his righteousness. And I'm clothed in his anointing. And because I'm clothed, he knows my name. Keep going back to that. He knows my name. He knows every hair on my head. He knows just why I am. Yeah, you say, Pastor Thomas, you bald, but yeah, I'm, 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 he still knows every hair on my head when I had hair. He knows every pore on my head. I, I, I get it. We don't look the same, but he still knows you because he created you in his image and in his likeness, let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for simply knowing us and clothing us in your spirit and in your likeness. Now, God, because you know our name, because you know who we are, we submit ourselves to your will to your authority, and to your power. And because we submit ourselves to you, God, we expect you to do the miraculous in our life. So God, have your way on this day. Have your way in this place. Have your way in our life. Have your way like never before because you are God. And because you are God, you're mighty. So God, right now, we thank you for this word. Let it be sealed on our hearts. In Jesus' name, let it be followed by signs, miracles, and wonders in the lives of your believers, in the lives of your people. Amen. Amen. Now is this, po this moment that I constantly talk to you about is this moment of reckoning for you. Yeah, you heard the word. Yeah, you enjoyed the word. But where are, your, where are you with God? Where is your relationship? Yeah, I know that a lot of times he becomes the man upstairs. He becomes that person that, that, that's the big man up there. I, he, I, he, he sits high. He knows me. He knows all about me. Yes, he does know you. He knows all about you. But the scripture teaches us that God cries when one of us goes to hell. So if he cries when one of us goes to hell, that means he has another plan for us, even though he knows who you are. And his plan for you is to receive his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, to receive salvation. The Bible in John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. If you are at that place in your life where you're saying, Pastor, you know what? I've sinned. I've fallen short of his glory. But this Jesus that you know, I've never heard anybody else preached about the way you do. I've never heard anybody else talk about him. I've never heard anybody else really, uh, uh, really 
show me how he can be a part of my life. But I'm, I'm ready to try it. I've heard about him. I've read books about him. But I've never tried him with my life. This is that moment. This is that time. This is that experience. This is that place where he simply says, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, bring all your cares. Cast your cares upon me for I'll give you rest. If this is you and you are in need of rest, rest from your mind, rest from your spirit, rest from your heart. I'm offering you a relationship with Jesus Christ. I can't give it to you. I can tell you how to get it. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is, a, is the true and living, uh, is your Lord and Savior, and he is the son of the true and living God, the Bible said that you shall be saved. That's number one. So if you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's free. Anytime you want it, but it's free right now. If that's you, let's come into agreement with his, with his will for your life. Number two, if you are in a backslidden state, you know what backslidden is. You, you know Jesus Christ. You, you accepted him at, in your life, but you've been out of relationship. The the world called you back and you said, you know what? You were like the prodigal son. Give me my inheritance and let me go. But right now you're living in that place where you're in the pig pen of your life. The pig pen of despair. The pig pen of the affliction. The pig pen of burden. The pig pen where you're saying to yourself, you know what? I've tried it out here, but I need a right relationship with my daddy. My daddy. The one who protects me. My daddy. The one who keeps me. My daddy. The one, like the prodigal son said, it's better to work in my father's house than to be out here eating pig slop. You've heard me say this before. We have, confu- we have been so used to pig slop that we confuse pig slop with filet mignon. It began to taste it. We seasoned it right. But in the end of the, at the end of the day, it's still pig slop. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I'll give you rest. That's number two. Number three, if you never receive the Holy Spirit in your life, the filling of the Holy Spirit. We talked about this last week, about him filling you up. It's like having a pitcher. And that picture having no lemonade in it, no strawberry lemonade, no iced tea, no nothing in it. It just has a picture with a label on it of what it's supposed to be. If you're tired of just looking like what you're supposed to be and you're ready to be who God called you to be and you're saying, fill me up, fill me up, Lord. Number four, if you need healing. The Bible declares that healing is the children's bread. We know the other scriptures. There's a bomb in Gilead that in Isaiah 53 and 5, it says, For he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. We know that. But you, and I'm not just talking about a physical healing. I'm talking about a mental healing, a spiritual healing, emotional healing. A lot of times we function in church emotionally broken. We function in the kingdom. 
mentally broken. We function in a kingdom and we're constantly saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then you go home and cry at night. And you say, God, do you hear me? But God is saying, you need healing. Not even just healing. You need to be made whole. For the woman with the issue of blood, and I'm done. The woman with the issue of blood said this. If I can touch his garment, I'll be made whole. She didn't just want healing from the bleeding. She wanted her body restored. She had learned how to function while she was bleeding. She functioned for 12 long years while she was bleeding, while she was pouring out. She functioned. Jesus said, bring it to me. If you can just get to the hem of his garment, the hem, reach out. So by your heads, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time, God. Those four things that I just offer, God, we ask right now, God, that you press on the person's heart who has been sitting there saying, God, is he talking to me? God, does he know me? He doesn't know my life. He's just saying that arbitrarily. But God said, I never speak out of happenstance. When I speak, it's to you. Nothing happens out of happenstance in your life. This moment, this time, and this place that you're at right now is your place of reckoning, your place of deliverance, your place of salvation, your place of healing. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So God, we thank you for lifting up, for allowing us to lift up your son's name. Now God, be with us as we go from here today, oh God. Let your spirit never depart from us. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know what? The Spirit of God just said this. We're going to hold off communion until next Sunday. We're going to hold off communion until next Sunday. Yeah, we, we, we don't do things here at Liberty just out of tradition and formality. Such as the Spirit speaks, we'll hold it off until next week. Because I believe that somebody is going to need it is going to have an experience with God next week. And I want you to partake in it next week. The blood, the sacrifice, the anointing. So I'm going to leave you with this, as always. Live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Go in peace. Have a wonderful day. Love somebody. Hug somebody. Tell somebody about Jesus Christ in your life. Amen.